guys, welcome to another episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. So, you have the pleasure of just listening to me today. As you probably noticed, we've started doing some monologue type episodes. Uh, we find that they tend to go down pretty well, so we'd love to hear your feedback on, on how you think the podcast is going. As you probably noticed, we've been doing more of these recently. And, uh, you know, it does take us quite a bit of time to record, put together, um, and edit. So, if you love us or you hate us, it'd be great if you could go to iTunes and, and leave us a quick review or give us a rating. Um, you know, even bad feedback is, is, is better than no feedback and it helps just raise awareness of the podcast. So before I get into it, for those of you that haven't, um, we want to just raise awareness of, of the resource that we have on the website that most of you will be aware of and that is the Propane Protocol. So on there, we provide for free macros, a training plan, and a 10-week email course, which will help you learn the ropes, as it were, you know, how to be a flexible dieter, how to um, use macros and, and use a training plan integrated into your life, as well as some kind of bonus issues surrounding meditation, recovery, and exercise technique. So if you're interested in that, if that's something that you think would help you, um, or if you're just at a sticking point with your training and you think that you could do with a refresh, if you head over to propanefitness.com and then click try the protocol, you'll be taken to a landing page and at the bottom of that is a calculator. So enter your information, enter your email address and we'll send everything across to you. Again, free of charge and you can unsubscribe from the emails at any time. Okay, so firstly... uh, I guess something to mention is I'm actually recording this episode in the car. So if you find the the level of background noise annoying while I've gone to every kind of effort to to reduce that, again, let me know and I'll discontinue doing this. But um, the way that my my life is at the moment, I have quite a bit of of spare time um, traveling around in the car and I thought, what better way than to... Uh, to use that time and to try and add some value to you guys because uh, you know we, we just love you that much um, uh, and record some content so obviously the the noise might be a bit of an issue the background noise and then also um, the sound won't be as, as crystal clear as, as it is when Yusuf and I are usually speaking because again because we love you so much we've invested in some some brand new microphones to help improve the quality of the podcast so yeah even if it's just getting in touch with us via the contact form um, and letting us know, you know, Johnny, please, for God's sake, stop recording podcasts in the car. It's really irritating. Um, Then that's great. We'd love to hear that. So the thing that I want to discuss today and the thing that has been a recurring theme for me in all of this year, all of of 2015, is injuries and how to deal with injuries. So if I take you back in time to the start of March this year, I was doing a program that um, is actually a fairly popular thing at the moment. Uh, it's, it's, it's been extremely popular, especially um, for, for a good while amongst, amongst the lifting community and some, powerlifter, and some powerlifters. Um, and that is kind of the idea of, of daily maxing or, or squatting every day. And myself and my coach, Eric Helms, put together a program that involved frequent maxing on all of the lifts three or four times a week. Now, I know what you're thinking. That is an awful lot of times to hit 90% plus on a lift. And you'd be right. That is, you know, that's a tremendous demand training-wise, a tremendous demand. And uh, it did, I think, more than likely end up, to, end up with me getting injured. I, I sustained a, a hamstring tear 
and while trying to pull 300 kilos, which would have been a PB at the time in the sumo deadlift. And uh, as a result, it kind of seemed to send my training into a bit of a tailspin. So um, even after my hamstring recovered, I then picked up a lower back tweak. And then after my lower back recovered, I picked up a knee injury. And while I was able to, to deal with them, and you know, still kind of train around some of it, and still able to, to some degree, squat, bench, and deadlift, which obviously, for those of you that aren't aware, I'm pretty keen on, on training for powerlifting at the moment. So that is the, the kind of takes up the main focus of my training. So I was, I was still able to train to a degree. I wasn't bed bound. I certainly didn't need an operation or anything like that, but um, it definitely hampered my progress. And looking back on 2015 so far, you know, as we, as we start to kind of wind down the year, um, head towards Christmas, I find that I've actually made zero progress in the gym uh, and the weights that I'm touching, the weights that I'm moving are actually lower than they were this time last year. And that for anybody, you know, even if you're, whether you're a regular gym goer or a competitive powerlifter like myself, is a very difficult thing to come to terms with. And I think injuries are, they're discussed from a practical standpoint. They're discussed from you know, prehab, rehab and exercise techniques to prevent or treat injuries. But I think the, the psychological side um, and actually the, the practical side of, you know, w what is it like to go through a period of time where you have to use rehab techniques or, or how do you actually get over the, the mental obstacle of having to do things that, like rehab techniques that are actually really boring and really monotonous. Um, I think that's very rarely discussed. So this podcast, I just want to touch on some things that I've learned over the last year, things that I think are useful to bear in mind um, all of the time so that if if and when an injury did happen uh, you would be kind of mindful of these things and then also um, how to deal with them if they do happen so the first thing that, that I want to touch on is preventing injuries you know what what, what practical things aside from just prehab exercises and, and con consistent mobility work what can we do to ensure that we're less likely to get injured um, so the things that, that I wasn't doing, the things that I was neglecting at the time of injury were, were the following. So as mentioned, I was frequently touching 90% plus of, of my one rep max. Now, for somebody who is an assisted lifter, so somebody who is taking drugs, those things tend to be possible. Now, I, I compete in a drug-tested federation. Um, I don't use steroids. I never have used steroids. And so really a program like that is, is only going to lead one direction. It's either, well, it could continue to work for me for a long time, but eventually it will cease to function. And when put under high percentages frequently, either muscle, tendon, or other soft tissue will, will eventually break down and give way. So that's what happened. My, my adductor, my hamstring, uh, tore in the, in the center of the muscle and it required kind of three or four weeks of, of permanent rest and uh, a good a good while of um, reduced training reduced training volume reduced training intensity so the first lesson I suppose is sensible planning and while my plan was sensible in the sense that it was properly periodized it involved kind of deload weeks and lighter sessions still maybe for somebody who is a natural competitive athlete maxing frequently is maybe just a road to injury so some food for thought there um, in terms of the other thing, things I was neglecting I was starting to get I was starting to train through DOMS a lot 
I was starting to train through tightness a lot and I was neglecting things like um, being tight or, or restricted to the point where sitting at the bottom of a squat was, was uncomfortable sitting at the bottom of a, of a deadlift position was uncomfortable and while I don't think there is necessarily a case for doing mobility work on a daily basis if it's not required I think being restricted in any of the ranges of movement that you train with a load so a squat, a bench press, an overhead press, a snatch, a clean and jerk even you know a leg press or a leg curl if those movements cause you pain with a light load or, an, or no load then when you load them you're more and more likely to create an injury so what I should have done in hindsight was step back on the training volume, step back on the training intensity and address my movement restrictions, you know, get get my tissues to a place, get my mobility to a place where I could sit in the bottom of a squat and it wouldn't create pain. And then if I can pass through the full range of motion of my hip without any pain, then training the squat more frequently might not have caused me to get injured or deadlifting might not have caused me to get injured. So I guess the, the two caveats there from, from a preventative standpoint are... Um, manage your training intensity and frequency so if you're going to train maximally plan it in appropriately don't just max out frequently for the sake of it don't always be hitting an rpe of nine so you know feeling like you couldn't do an extra rep at the end of your set and have have some light weeks have some light sessions program intelligently and max out only when it's needed and then secondly if you're feeling like a, an unloaded squat or, or a press up for example or creating or causing pain in the shoulder or back or hip wherever then address that first before then seeking to load the movement and then obviously so that's the practical prehab side the practical rehab side is more simple really because it's a very it can be anyway if you if you address things properly a very fixed path to recovery so what I found myself doing when um, when I got injured was get very I would dive down into the science of the specific thing. So like when I injured my knee recently, I did loads of reading around the knee. I did loads of reading to decide what it might be, was looking at the knee anatomy, common knee injuries, common knee injury symptoms. And I had convinced myself, utterly convinced myself that I probably had some kind of meniscus injury just from where the pain was. It was on the line of the joint. It was slightly lateral to the knee. And... I got some pain when twisting, some pain when going down the stairs, um, and kind of a dull ache pain. And those things, went, as with anything, when you Google a symptom, you always seem to find yourself on the page of the worst possible symptom, the worst possible condition. And for this, for this case, this was a meniscus tear, which, when you read around it, tends to result in surgery if it's serious, and it would probably have meant the end to my to my powerlifting career for at least a while. Now. I went to go and see a few physios, got a few opinions, one of them being Tom Feeney, who we've had on the podcast recently. And the conclusion essentially was that it wasn't my meniscus. They, you know, they do it. They have a few tests that can be done to kind of, or kind of a yes, no result for a meniscus tear. And I failed every single one, but failing being I, I didn't test positively for a meniscus tear. So that kind of set my mind to rest and made me realize that actually, rather than trying to self-diagnose, rather than trying to self-treat, if you feel like you have an injury and you feel like um, there's pain there that shouldn't be there, and that in and of itself is, is kind of a different topic, but you know, being able to distinguish between um, injury and just regular training pain or regular training discomfort, once you feel like you might have an injury, go and see a professional. So that is that's plan number one. Go and see somebody who has worked with athletes before, if you consider yourself an athlete, or if you're, you know, if you just gym, go to the gym occasionally and maybe 
do some weights once a fortnight, then maybe you know any physio is going to be able to address your concerns. But if you're someone who is interested in weight training consistently and you care about how much you lift, you care about being able to go to the gym, then as far as I'm concerned, you are cut, categorized into the same heading as athlete. You know, your performance is important to you and being able to get back into the gym as quickly as possible is, in your mind, the, the paramount concern. So go and, see a, go and see a physiotherapist or a chiropractic or even a sports masseuse that has dealt with pro athletes or amateur athletes before. So they understand the premise of what, what it is you're, you're coming at. So you know, they're not just going to say to you, well, you, you have knee pain when you squat, so stop squatting. You know, that would be the, it, while yes, that, that is kind of the sensible advice, it's maybe not what you want to hear. You know, you want to hear a plan that will get you back in the gym as soon as possible. So, number one, go see a professional. Number two, focus on, firstly, when, when you come out of that session, the, the thing you want to have in your mind is two things. One is, do I need to see them again? Do I need to see them for massage or maybe run some more assessments or um, maybe, you know, you're going to see how it is in two weeks and come back? So, obviously, that's that's crucial. Do you need to see follow-up appointments and, and try to distinguish in your mind whether they are just trying to get a, a block of 12 sessions out of you or whether there is genuinely a need for further sessions. And then secondly, get a, get a rehab plan in place. So discuss with the physio, with the physio, can I squat, can I deadlift, can I bench press? Am I allowed to put my knee through its full range of motion? This is obviously using just a knee as an example. Um, and get out of them a very concrete, over the next five, six weeks, what would you recommend I do? This is what I usually train like in the gym. What can I and what can't I do? And then, once you have that, you can leave that session knowing a few things, hopefully, assuming you don't need scans or further tests. You can know what the injury is. You can have in your mind, hopefully, a relatively accurate plan of recovery or relatively accurate timeline to recovery and then very actionable steps that you can you can take um, towards getting getting better and getting back to full full capacity. And this is something that, as I mentioned, I spent a long time um, trying to diagnose the thing myself using stretching and, and things that I've seen online. And actually what it, what it transpired in the case of my knee was that because I'd narrowed my squat stance in order to hit depth for European and, and world competitions, that a, a higher proportion of the load had been traveling through um, the lateral aspect of my quad and my IT band, which had been feeding down through into my knee because of a dysfunction and slight weakness with my glute mead, basically. Um, so I was getting some some valgus forces, or my knee was my left knee was coming in, and a lot more of the pressure was going through my left knee than my right. So that may seem like a very minor thing, but when you're doing reps with 200 kilos, for example, um, more than 50% of the, or if the weight is not equally distributed across both knees, that can create a very um, potent environment for an injury. And that's what had essentially happened to me. So um, I picked up a slight tear in my teardrop um, and my IT band was very, very tight. Both things were pulling on my kneecap ever so slightly and forcing it to, to track slightly out of line. Only once I'd been to see a physio did I know that that was what the reason was and I would have never self-diagnosed that. I had in my head that it was the worst case scenario and I was already thinking about the implications of if I need surgery, then how am I going to get back to my current strength levels? So 
try to, if you can, if you, if you either if you're injured now, if you have a niggle that you think may lead to an injury, or if you're injured in the future, make it your first port of call to schedule an appointment with a physio that you trust and get a plan of action in place. So that's kind of the practical aspect um, of how, you know, retrospectively, if if uh, if somebody had said to me, you know, you're going to get injured, Johnny, three times this year, and what would you recommend that, that you did? I would firstly, you know, I would start by monitoring the intensities and volumes of my program so that I reduce the chance of me getting injured. I would monitor my ranges of movement for each of the, the movements that I train with frequency and make sure that I can pass through full range without any pain. And then with that, I suppose, comes, you know, staying on top of niggles. You know, if, you, if your shoulder feels a bit tight and it won't go away, or if it's felt a bit tight for three or four weeks, for example, go and see someone about it. You know, I know, I know you might think, well, that's 40 quid um, on a physio and I don't really want, want to or for, can afford to spend that. But if you try and forecast forward and think, well, if I was injured, if this then results in a serious injury on my shoulder and I then can't train for eight or 12 weeks, what kind of impact is that going to have on my happiness and my well-being um, for, over that period of time? You know, is that maybe worth nipping in the bud and paying 40 pounds now? That's a personal decision, but personally I think that um, staying healthy, staying pain-free is, is worth a 40 pound upfront investment. Um, and then, so if you, do, if you do find yourself getting injured, which I think is a fairly common thing for people who train with any kind of intensity and regularity, the first port of call is seeing a professional. And the second thing is to get a strict plan in place that you stick to and focus on um, what you can change. Focus on the things that you can adjust rather than the things that you can't. So it's, it's easy to kind of think, I can't squat. It's terrible. My squat's going down each week. Instead, think of, you know, well, I can't squat, but maybe it's time to work on my chin-up. Maybe it's time to add some weight to my bench press and focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Again, that's a, that's a whole other podcast topic, but something that I learned the hard way. So I just want to touch as well on the, on the mental aspect of things because I think that that is something that is, is never spoken about really, or at least not that I'm aware of in the fitness industry. And it's something that, that really hit me hard when I found myself injured. So leading up to the injury, um, my powerlifting career had been going really quite well. So I'd found myself on the British team, I found myself um, being selected for international competitions and I'd started to subconsciously invest a portion of my self-worth in my powerlifting total. So, um, you know, I went from being Johnny, the guy who goes to the gym, to Johnny, the powerlifter. And then I went from that to being Johnny, the guy who is on the British powerlifting team. And that is a something that matters a lot to me and it's something that I think carries at least a degree of prestige, even though no one actually cares about powerlifting. But yeah, it, it meant a lot to me that I've been selected for that and I really prided myself on being able to make progress in the gym, being strong, being stronger than most people in my social circle. And so when something came around that started to impact that, it started to affect more than just my total in the gym. That's something that I wouldn't have expected but started to notice after the first injury I had, which was my hamstring, as I mentioned. So after the first injury... I found that outside of the gym, my mood was was worse. So I'd kind of get into more frequent arguments with my girlfriend. I would snap at close friends and colleagues. And I realized that actually what was happening was my kind of baseline level of happiness was lower. And I think this is something that if you followed a kind of a training plan where you're monitoring your strength, 
you might have noticed this before you know you have a bad session and it puts you in a bad mood or you have a good session and you're in a good mood for the rest of the week this is kind of taken to an extreme in that case so I'm injured I'm watching my strength go down I know I can't squat I know I can't deadlift my total is decreasing over time I'm becoming less competitive and all those things kind of subconsciously sit in your psyche and affect your mood at least they did for me and with it now being nine, ten months on since my first injury, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that, you know, maybe this year isn't my year for powerlifting, despite the fact that I've been to various international platforms. But in terms of getting better as a powerlifter, maybe this year my total isn't isn't going to move and maybe I should focus on things like where are my weaknesses? Why am I getting injured? How can I prevent injuries in the future? Um, but that, that took some coming to terms with. You know, I think when we care about results it's hard to focus on just the process you know when i care about being able to total a certain number on a platform it's hard to forget about that it's hard to just focus on the actionable things that i can control like even just increasing um my general muscle mass or maybe working on keeping my body fat levels in check for a while um because you invest some of your self-worth in part of training it can really, an injury can really in fact impact your mental state. And so how do I advise the best way to kind of get around this? And I think the best way that, I, that I've heard of, and it's, it's a hard thing to, um, to really action, but it's some advice that was given to myself and Youssef at one of Eric Helms' conferences last year in London. Um, and that is that there is a difference between being I am Johnny the powerlifter and I am Johnny and I love to powerlift. In other words, there's a difference to assigning powerlifting to part of your personality and assigning powerlifting or the gym for that matter or any any physical pursuit as just a hobby. So if the hobby was to leave, you're still you. You're still just as good in every way, shape and form as you were when you were a powerlifter or when you were um, the strong guy or the big guy of your group of friends. Um, and I think it, an injury is maybe kind of a, a micro reminder of something that is ultimately going to happen to everybody. And that is that one day, um, either due to age and um, kind of general aches and pains as you, as you get older, I suppose, or serious injury. You know, some people have something happen to them that, that results in them not being able to train ever again. And if you have an injury that affects your ability to do one thing, you know, let's say you have a shoulder injury and you can't bench for six weeks and that impacts your happiness, then you can only imagine what kind of thing, what kind of impact would have, it would have on your mood if you were not able to train at all for the rest of your life. And so I think it's, it's kind of a reminder, or at least it, it was for me, that I was investing a lot of, of my self-worth and personality in, in powerlifting and in the gym and being able to remove that and being even just being aware of it I think is it helps you create space between um, your thoughts just running away with you and um, the present moment so even just thinking you know I'm really down about this um, I'm injured and I can't train and just taking a step back and thinking well so what you know if I was never, never able to compete in powerlifting again then I still had a good run at it I still had some great experiences and if I want I can always go and still watch Yusuf and, and still be part of the community to a degree so I think that is really it. That's that's what I wanted to share. Not not much of a of a long form podcast and, and a, a bit brief, I suppose, but just some things that I've learned over the past year, and hopefully, um, those of you who 
find yourself injured in the coming months or maybe are injured now can get something out of it but yeah that's everything for this week of the Pro Play Fitness Podcast guys I hope you enjoyed it would love to hear your feedback and I'll speak to you soon